Hey gang, how are you? Kevin Goatee, gutting the sacred cow. What's going on? Welcome to the newest episode number 60, where Sarah J, the adult film star, tries to smoke out Pineapple Express. But before we get into it, I love talking to you each and every episode, right before the start of each and every episode. Why? Because I get to share awesome news with you. And this week's news, because of you, we got to number 15 last week in iTunes Top 100 for film reviews. 15! That is awesome. Thank you all so very much. All those five-star ratings and two or three-sentence reviews, if you haven't yet done so, they really do help, as we've just shown you right now. We get bumped up in the algorithm. Thank you so very much for doing that. So, number 15, we couldn't have done it without you, obviously. We appreciate you going on social media and sharing with your friends. Hey, gang, check out this cool podcast. You're damn right, the cool podcast. It's hilarious, and this is a great product, and we're so glad you're aboard. And we can't wait to see you all at our live show. January 23rd, 2021 at the Clifton AMC Theater in Clifton, New Jersey, where Bill and Joanne from The Morning Show on Compound Media are going to try and put Karate Kid in a body bag. That's right. Tickets on sale, guttingthesacredcow.com. Also, don't forget, t-shirts like I'm wearing right now, the projector one guttingthesacredcow.com as well as every day Monday through Friday has a new article for you GTSC podcast on Twitter follow that as well all other social medias we're on as well why delay the inevitable Sarah J smoking out Pineapple Express yep believe it gather round here's what I know it's just that this cow has got to go Nurse, check his penis size. Is it bigger than mine? Kevin Israel, name that film. No idea. Hot Shots. Oh, I... You know what? I don't think I've ever seen it. It's not bad. It, uh, after a recent rewatch, it's just... That's like, Charlie Sheen, right? Yeah, it is. It's, it's, the jokes get very lazy. Almost as lazy as Top Secret, which is an egregious piece of shit. Does Hot Shots start with him jumping off a bridge while he's in a Jeep? I just watched it last week and I fucking forgot. That's how much I hated that film. Was right. he a Navy SEAL? Yeah, no, 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 no. He was a, he was a guitarist in World War II and like trying to infiltrate to East Germany. Oh, that is Val Kilmer. No. Our guest today is Sarah J. She makes no, she's have a, a face of disgust while mentioning Top Secret. I take it you also hate that film, Sarah. Yeah, and you know, I hate those movies where you watch them and you're like, I just finished two hours of my life and I cannot even remember what this fucking movie is about. Boy, oh boy. This sounds like a precursor because tonight, Sarah has chosen the 2008 film Pineapple Express. But before we get to it, Sarah, why don't you tell the good folks watching and listening where we can find you and what you're up to? Oh, yeah. Check me out. Um, Sarah J. Links is my link portal, so everything that I have to do with is all there. T-shirts, where you get my new work, everything. Um, I've got social media, Sarah J. Triple X is Twitter, and the underscore real underscore Sarah underscore J is Instagram. Kevin Israel, she has chosen the film Pineapple Express, which in 2008 had a budget of $27 million, a $104 million haul, which translates to 2020 money, a $35.3 million budget, a haul of $136 million. I'm surprised it was a $27 million movie. 
Yeah, where did that money go into the budget? I, I know exactly where it went. Weed. Hours. <laughs> yeah. IMDb Sarah is a scale that uses that goes one through ten. It uses decimal points. Would allow our guest to have the honor. What did Pineapple Express score on the IMDb score scale? Excuse me. You know, I didn't look it up. That's good because that's our job. Okay, great. <laughs> um, IMDb. I'm going to say it's like. 4.7. Wow. Kevin Israel. Seven. Wow. Almost two, almost show, two showcases on the money, but not. It's 6.9, dude. Ah, uh, damn. <laughs> of course oh. it is. <laughs> Rot- Rotten Tomatoes is a one through 100 percentage score scale. Critic score, Kevin Israel, Pineapple Express. Give it to 56. me. 56. How much? 56. 56. Sarah. 68. 69, dude. Wow. <laughs> they paid extra for that. They did. They, they had to. <laughs> yeah. Audience score, Kevin Israel. Give that to me. 78. Sarah? 82. 73. Wow, that's much lower than I thought it was. Yeah. Obviously. I thought it was much higher than it was going to be. Quotes. You're wearing British knights. I haven't seen those since 1987. <laughs> That's all I got quote-wise. Kevin Israel? I got nothing. Sarah J. Quotes. Uh, Okay. So at the beginning of the movie, he says something about, like, all shitty movies are better when you get high. Right. So I, after the third time I watched this movie, I thought maybe I needed to get high and maybe I would get it. (laughs) But no. Here we go. Five fun facts. Five fun facts, five fun facts. They had a billboard on Sunset Boulevard where a marijuana leaf emitted smoke, but too many people called the fire department because they thought it was on fire. (laughs) Red was originally supposed to be killed when shot in the chair, but Seth Rogen said that Danny McBride was so funny, they had to keep bringing him back for more scenes. (laughs) <laughs> you gave that look like your parents gave you if you got a C minus on a test. Up, right. I mean, he should. I'm not mad. Yeah, I'm not <laughs> mad. <laughs> I'm just disappointed. <laughs> Number three, reading for but not getting the role of Ted Jones, drug dealer, because he wasn't scary enough. Brian Cranston. What? Yep. That's crazy. Walter yeah. fucking White himself. That's bananas to me. Yep. <laughs> Number four. Those cross joints they were had in the film. Take a guess who rolled them. Um, Seth Rogen. Bingo. Do you know why? Because he's skilled. I don't know. <laughs> he, him and Evan Goldberg both rolled them because no one on the crew could properly roll a joint. Yeah, I believe that. I was. I'm. I was looking at those, wondering. I just assumed they weren't even actually joints. Oh, I think quite the opposite. I think the exact – they made a film to, and so they could just get weed paid for by the studios and get high. Absolutely. And I also think that that scene probably started with, like, yo, man, look what I can do. Right. And it's just like, hey, we should put that into the scene. In the movie. Oh. Put it in. Yeah. <laughs> Number five, Seth Rogen told, told Howard Stern that he wrote 
Pineapple Express back in 2001, but it wasn't until his performances in The 40-Year-Old Virgin and Knocked Up helped him get this film greenlit. It's amazing what star power can do. They'll make anything. Absolutely. Like, he had to put out the other two, which were, like, way better, and be like, okay, so now this one, trust me. And they were like, yeah, we got to trust you. You have hits, but... Do they? <laughs> well, Sarah's already getting kind of feisty, so I see no need to keep her waiting to do what she was brought on this earth to do. Yeah. And that is, Kevin Israel, gut but the, the sacred, sacred cow. It's a fact. I just felt like this movie was so terrible. Like, and I, I kind of took offense at it too because I smoke weed. Like, I would consider myself a little bit of a stoner. And like, I couldn't tell if this movie was for weed or against weed. You know, like, um, it all seems like it's for weed until we get to like the end where like his underage girlfriend, which let's just put it that way, it's like little pedophilia thing happening in the movie like nobody wants to talk about. But, like, his underage girlfriend, like, chastised him, and he's like, you're right, I get too high, I smoke too much weed, it doesn't make me, it doesn't let me feel anything. So it's like, is this movie, like, a pro movie or, like, a against movie, you know? Mm. It's very annoying. The other thing, you mentioned it before, with the BK and the 87 line. I'm so glad you brought that up. Because, like, I felt like this movie was shot in the 80s. The film quality looks like it's shot in the 80s. The cars look like they're shot in the 80s. The clothes look like they're shot in the 80s. The toilet seat cover, the little squishy toilet seat cover, looks like it's shot in the 80s. But then he makes this joke about 87, which would mean that it wasn't shot in the 80s. I was very confused. That, that just threw me all the way off. Like, what decade are we in when we're watching this movie? We had that yeah. issue with a recent film that we did, too. Oh, it was uh, Napoleon Dynamite. Was yeah. it in the 80s? Was it in the 90s? What the fuck are we doing here? I right. totally agree. Same thing. Like, that's part of the reason why I don't like that movie either. <laughs> <laughs> Can't say we blame you. You're, what in, else? Good, you're in good company. So far, killing right. it. What else, uh, what else about this film makes your, uh, get your tits in a knot? Um, like, I feel like every character and every joke is just, like, one step too far. Like, almost like Three Stooges-ish, you know? Like, there's times where, like, I'm starting to, like, relate, and I feel that the funniest things are things that you can, like, personally relate to. So I'll be, like, starting to relate, and then they take everything, like, one or two steps too far, and I'm just, like, rolling my eyes, like, okay, it was funny, and now it's not funny. They, uh, they managed to, like, unfunny, like, every joke. Um, that I also felt like they just didn't let the jokes marinate or breathe. It was like constant, like just throwing like things that they were hoping you would laugh at at you, and right. they didn't, like let anything like really like marinate with you. You know, like it's a goddamn Woody Allen, you know, dinner, you know, dinner for four, where everyone just interrupts and talks over each other the entire time. Yeah, just constantly shooting jokes at you, hoping that you're gonna laugh at something, like. And it's like, you should have just, like, gone with the good ones and, like, left out some of the stupid ones. And then we could have, like, laughed and really enjoyed laughing and maybe remembered why we were laughing. Like, so much stupid shit's going on during this movie. It's, like, so hard to, like, realize what's happening, to, like, retain what's happening. You might retain the joke that they just said, but you won't retain, like, 
what the scenario is like at all. And every single character in this movie gets on my fucking nerves. <laughs> like, I don't like anybody in this movie. Like, I want to like Seth Rogen, but he's like a pedophile. And like, I want to like his stoner dealer, but he's annoying. Like, everybody in there is gets on my every last nerve. Like, I don't like anybody. Not even, even, Rose, even Rosie Perez. I was going to say, even Rosie Perez. She's the hot thing. Like, no. Like, I don't like the fact she's a cop and she's just, like, angry and mean the whole time. Like, I don't, I, everybody in there, I didn't enjoy anyone. Right. <laughs> right. What else? What, 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 thing what? about creepiness besides the underage high school girl like, it's the fact that there's, like, this whole part where they sell weed to children. Yes. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, what, 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 what do we, like, no, don't do that. Not even in a comedy. It's not funny. And they don't just sell it to them. They, they, they party with them. Yeah, that too. Like, no, let's not do this. Come on, Seth Rogen, get it together. Make some ashtrays. Come on. They did that in Van Wilder. Sold, yeah. sold gave booze to kids, but all right. Yeah, yeah, and I uh, all of that, and then at that one point where like he's like apologizing to his girlfriend over the phone, and she's like chastising him for like always being high, and he was like, "You're right, I'm always high, and I'm never like fully available emotionally," and and I'm like, "What the fuck is happening in this movie?" And so then like you fast forward to like the end after the like explosion and the gunfight and the bombs and all this stuff, right? Which also just seemed out of place. Like, this is like a little happy stoner movie, and then all of a sudden it's like, ah, explosions. And then at the end of that part, it's like a big bromance. Like, it's like the three, like, the, the drug buyer and the drug dealer and the drug supplier are all, like, bros now. Like, yay, we're bros. So it's like this, like, bromance movie, but, like, what's the, what's the whole point? Is it, like, weed is bad is it like weed is good is it like bros or like bros forever i don't know that's kind of the way i feel about it it's <laughs> funny what so you uh, didn't like the action in it no like there was only like 17 minutes of action keep it real i know because i just rewatched it because i was like did i miss anything in that part nope the last like 17 minutes is like the only action Oh, you mean you didn't find Leslie Chan from The Hangover endearing in this film as well, Sarah? No, no. And then his accent is, like, offensive. Like, I'm like, you're Asian, dude. You need to do better. Like, <laughs> Warning. He was why, barely why, in it. I know. Was this before he was a thing? Yes. This so. hang, Hangover was 09. Okay, this was so, like a, all right. so, so, that, so that explains it. He was on the, by the By the way, Kev? Yeah. He was also in Endgame. <laughs> Right? Was he? Like, he was like the security the, guard. Oh, that's right. Oh, at, the, at the fucking... Uh, with and the he doesn't have a single right. line. Thank Why God. put him in if you're not going to have him say something stupid? Like, that way, anyway. <laughs> but, I, w- I wish they would have done the same for his stand-up special. Not a single oh, line. Don't even... Oh, no. Does he have a stand-up special? Let me just well, tell you this, special. Sarah J. Yeah, exactly. Sarah, let me just tell you this. I, I couldn't have put it any better. Caroline Ray, they did the roast last year for who was Alec Baldwin. And they said, Ken, you know, Caroline Ray's up. And she goes, there's Ken Jeong from The Hangover. Ken Jeong did a stand-up special for Netflix. Ken, answer this. I didn't know they started filming open mic specials and putting them on Netflix. Uh, Hilarious. Because it was yeah, terrible. 
It was uh, uh, it was it was not good. What, uh, anything else, Sarah, about this film? Why you hate it? What else do you hate? You know, I pretty much ripped it apart. Like to, okay. I, I can't think of any reason that I like it. To be honest with you, except for the fact that I am a marijuana advocate and I would like to promote like marijuana movies, but I just can't do this one. Fuck this movie. I had no idea, despite all of your 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 plants behind you showing me the the quite the opposite. Yeah. <laughs> no, you know, um, I have a CBD line and I've always been, um, you know, forward with the culture. But yeah, when I watched this movie, I was like embarrassed. I was like, <laughs> oh, don't show stoners like this. Yeah, go back to make it me illegal. Fuck these guys. <laughs> <laughs> it was much more cool when nobody else did it. Yeah. Now we're just smoking weed openly on the streets of the, in Manhattan. You're like, ugh. Can't you at least pretend to kind of cover up when you see a, a whatever? All right. Kevin, I'm going to go first this time. I want you to go first. I'm glad you do. I've gotten to the point now where seeing Seth Rogen's face gives me the same reaction as I do being invited to a gender reveal party. <laughs> and I always say no to gender reveal parties. Fuck you people who try and do have a party for your kid. You can hit a golf ball that's blue or pink. Eat my shit. I have better things to do than waste time with that. Just tell me what it is. You're not getting more gifts out of me. Thank you. Minute 15. Where are the jokes? Minute 27. Not even a smirk. Minute 33. Where are the jokes? By the way, did Seth Rogen offer McLovin as a virgin to a pagan cult to get the Green Hornet green lit? <laughs> <laughs> I was think- it's so funny. I was thinking about that as I was watching this movie. Like, how the fuck did he pull off Green Hornet? And I never even saw it. <laughs> he must have copious amounts of them. Did you see it, Kev? No, of course. Are you kidding me? No. I saw it. How bad was it, Sarah? Um, it so was entertaining bad. and bad. It was bad, but like entertainingly bad. Like you're you're entertained at how bad it is. I absolutely loathe puns about, especially ones dealing with getting high. I would rather watch Sophie's Choice in 3D than hear those shitty puns. <laughs> Dan McBride looks like the lead technician at your local Pet Boys. <laughs> this movie must, thank you Kevin this movie must be only appreciated by those who spend Thanksgiving night lined up outside of Walmart for Black Friday deals did that hit home for you Sarah J are you a big TV no I had just I hate Walmart I hate the place <laughs> and I just had like a vision of, of a bunch of McBrides at the Walmart 49 minutes in first laugh and that was the British Knights reference I made before Minute 65, I'm yelling at my TV, where are the fucking jokes? At what point does James Franco say to himself during filming, hey, at least this isn't Spider-Man 3? (laughs) Craig Robinson is the black Rob Riggle. Same exact role that no one ever laughs at in every single film he is in. Minute 66. I liked him in The Office. And Good. I like Hot Tub Time Machine. I saw it. I thought it was okay. I never saw The Office, by the way. I'm one of the very few people who have not seen it. And, and Hot Tub Time Machine, I remember liking it, but the second one was a piece of shit. I, no, no, I, no, we don't even acknowledge the second yeah. one. Like, it does not exist. Yeah. Minute 66. I realize I've laughed as much watching this film as I do every year opening my first credit card statement after the Christmas holidays. Oh, groan after groan. <laughs> I saw Seth Rogen answering a troll online by saying, dude, you don't deserve my movies. Seth, no one that operates under the Geneva Convention should be subjected by these films. 
Rosie Perez makes Cardi B sound like Helen Mirren. Thank you. That was a good one. Thank that was you. good, Kevin. Thank you. Seth Rogen's face looks like Tara Patrick's pussy after a 500-man gangbang. Jesus. I wrote that in honor of our guest. Thank you. Oh, that's nice. So in I love this film. I was fucking kidding me. I hate this film. I hate this film as much as I oh, hate you did it again. I know. I love the, I love the, the old Texas switch. I hate this film as much as I hate people who go 50 miles an hour in the fast lane. I hate this film as much as I hate my flight being delayed by four hours on the way to a vacation. I hate this film as much as I hate paying taxes. I hate this film as much as I hate people who say thoughts and prayers on social media after tragedies, but never lift a, a finger to cause to help the cause. And lastly, Seth Rogen, he made a fortune making films, and he made it. There's no denying he made it. He's won the battles and the wars many times over than yours truly. And look, comedy subjective, I get it. We're all wired differently. I'm right, and a lot of you are wrong, but we know that. But any of you listeners that truly enjoy this film and find it funny, I dare you. Come on to our social media and explain why this is funny. I laid the same challenge out there to, to, to Napoleon Dynamite. Because, listen, I will find Al Capone's fucking vault before I find this film funny. One out of ten. This is an absolute blue whale abortion piece wow. of shit. Wow. And, Kevin Israel, before we get to you, don't forget, you can always go to guttingthesacredcow.com to get a cool shirt like I'm wearing yeah. right now. You know it. <laughs> GuttingTheSacredCow.com every day has articles, but more importantly, the links to buy tickets for our live show, January 23rd. If you're in the New York City area, tri-state area, Clifton AMC Movie Theater, where you'll see Bill and Joanne from The Morning Show on Compound Media try and take down the 1984 classic Karate Kid. Kevin Israel, the floor is yours. I'd like to preface this by saying I've never smoked weed in my life. <laughs> I fully advocate, just so Sarah J doesn't jump down my throat, fully advocate legalizing marijuana. I want everybody who wants to smoke it to smoke it. I fully support the industry. I've just never smoked marijuana. So in anything that involves a lot of weed jokes, I always feel left out because um, I've just never been there. I saw this movie in the theater, and Oof. I remember feeling like, I think it's supposed to be funny, but it wasn't meant for me. It's almost like watching a foreign film that you know is probably good, but you don't understand what they're saying. Even if you speak the language, it still sucked. Well, then that, and that makes me feel more comfortable. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I saw it in the theater. I never saw it again. And so watching it yesterday was the, was the first time I saw, I saw it again. You know, I took notes. I mean, I, I can go through, like... Oh, Seth, Seth Rogen makes some point. It makes a, says, a, says if pot isn't legal within five years, you know, plus something. He's when he's on the radio. Well, he's off by seven years in New Jersey anyway. Right. Like he was, he was just a little behind the times. He did make being a process server seem fun. I never yeah. thought that I'm, a, I'm, I'm also a lawyer. And we, uh, we, in law school, you learn a lot about process serving and, and, and making sure people receive their documents correctly. It sounds absolutely boring. He actually made it seem kind of fun. So uh, I, I guess good for this movie. The dating the high school girl thing. Now, this was in 2008. Uh, 12 years later, I think we're a little more aware of a society and maybe also a little more sensitive. But it seemed really creepy. To see a guy who looks like Seth Rogen, who I'd imagine was probably in his late 20s at that point, but looked like he was in his mid-40s, kissing (laughs) 
a girl in the middle of high school. Like it just seemed super creepy. And and by the way, that was Amber Heard, who now like back then she was like it was like this cute pretty girl. Now like with the whole Johnny Depp thing, we know that she between the between the two of them, there's a lot of batshit crazy going on there. And uh, and so seeing her as this innocent high school girl and knowing what it was going to end up being, I thought that was funny. But just watch the whole high school. And then when it was, it was minorly funny when he started yelling at the teacher who I can't remember that guy's name. Joe Latrugio. That guy's face annoys me very much. I, and I think it's supposed to. I feel like he's supposed to be that guy. That was kind of funny like because we've all always wanted to be able to go to school and tell the teacher to fuck off. That's like he got that moment. <laughs> that one scene definitely didn't carry this movie. Um, just the process of buying weed illegally makes me never want to smoke weed. Like, just the, <laughs> like, and I know I have tons of friends who smoke weed. And I got to tell you, I want le- weed to be legal so badly so I, my friends don't have to sound like they're convicts anymore. Because they all have these, these drug dealers who have one name, who live in some shady place, and they have to have some secret handshake to get it, and they're like accountants. And it's like, what the fuck are you doing with your life? They need to legalize this stuff and, and make it legit. But watching him go into that guy's into uh into the apartment and have to sit with the guy and talk to him and be friend i was like ah that alone i'm way too lazy for for anything for that like i would i would pass up on most things if that was the process that it took to get it i literally thought that was the like funniest part of the movie like because there there is that awkward exchange where you're like okay i purchased my stuff i would like to leave now he's like no stay and you're like I don't even know you though. Yeah, I don't go to I don't go to Burger King and buy a hamburger and then hang out with the fry guy. Like, right. like I, right. I'm in and out. <laughs> Seeing Lumberg from the Office Space try to be a badass just didn't sit right with me. Like, I can't ever buy, and it blows my mind that uh, that uh, what's his name actually auditioned for the part. Uh, yeah, like. Anybody, I just, I see Lumberg anytime I see him in anything. And I think he was in a TV show where he was a cop and also supposed to be a badass. But I just always hear him going, mm. What's happening? Uh, yep. <laughs> About your TPS reports. He was also yeah. a bit of, he was also an agent on Entourage and a bit of a pussy too, if you remember that. Oh, was he? I don't, I don't remember that. Yeah. He, he was uh, Pippin's buddy. I think actually, more often than not, he probably plays different types of characters than what Lumberg was. Right. But he will always be Lumberg to me, so he'll just never be able to shed that uh, that mantle. I can't. The whole movie, everybody, all three main characters looked like they were dirty and smelly the entire time. Like I just wanted them to stop and take a shower. Like at some point, I wanted to, and I can't stand. And I know it was part of the joke. I can't stand it when men wear suits that clearly, like they just bought from a secondhand store and didn't get like tailored or anything right. and him walking around in that shitty fitting suit with sneakers on it's like you wouldn't be dressed like that like you wouldn't like i get that it's funny and it makes you look more dumpy and that's the character you're supposed to be but you wouldn't you would never be dressed like that and then so this movie it started off as this kind of goofy irreverent pot movie and then it went into this weird action movie and neither worked and the there were this was this is the big bang theory of pot movies oh <laughs> i couldn't have said it better like there like there's the there, it's not jokes it's just silly things happen and you're supposed to like guffaw at it and i have to tell you this is this is the this is the the worst indictment i can give of this movie 
I saw we wa- I watched this yesterday, and I watched Avengers Endgame today, mm-hmm. and I laughed more at Avengers Endgame than I did at Pineapple Express, which is supposed to be a comedy. Yeah, Avengers Endgame had more funny lines in it than Pineapple Express did. So this movie is 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 not for me, and I would I would be I would be more than willing to walk away from it and say, listen, I'm not a weed guy. I guess this movie just wasn't for me, but. I, I've now listened to somebody who is in the uh, in the marijuana culture say it's terrible. I feel vindicated that I'm just not uh, I'm just not a stiff left out. It's bad. This is a, this is a, this is a bad movie. I don't think I'll give it a one, but I would give it a two and a half. Uh, so I. I, I I don't know. I just feel like I, I I don't I don't I wasn't completely repulsed by it, but it's it was not. It didn't achieve any of its any of its things, and and I'm also oh by the way I'm also not a Danny McBride guy. Me neither. I, Do not get it. Uh, when Eastbound and Down came out, and everybody was like, "You gotta watch this," I was like, "I've hated him in everything he's ever been in." And no mullets for me. What's that? No mullets for me. Yeah, like I just I don't I don't get him. You're from Ohio. Was, you should be used to that, Sarah. He was not bad in Tropic Thunder, but then he was really playing a very specific character which was sort of him just amped up, but I'm not a Danny McBride guy, so I just don't bind him. The fact that he got shot in the gut and shot, he got shot like seven times and didn't die, yeah. which is ridiculous. This wasn't a cartoon movie. Kevin and I have talked about like trying to figure out where in reality a movie lies. Like, is this a, a movie taking place in the real world where you have to apply real standards or is this a complete fantasy nonsense movie where you're basically living like a Bugs Bunny character? And I guess this movie went more that way, but it never felt like it was supposed to. So the whole movie was just a mess. And yeah, it's a two and a half for me. I was going to say that's a perfect moment of that doesn't happen. Yes. Yes. A hundred percent. Oh, and, and if your argument's going to be for us, well, you need to be high to watch it. Then it's not fucking funny. If I need to be in an alter state to appreciate something, I'm sorry. I can't stand the Grateful Dead nor Pink Floyd. We have to be high. Then you know what? Not having it, kids. You know what? I was high to watch it, and it still wasn't funny. Bingo. There you I go. I thought maybe this might make it better. He, he could have <laughs> Maybe he's telling us something, because like, right at the beginning of the movie when he's on the radio, he does say something about, like, all shitty movies are better when you're stoned. Weed, weed makes everything better. And I was like, maybe that's the key. So I stopped. I put it on pause, and I got high, and then I turned it back on, and it was just as bad, maybe not even worse, because now I can't even, like, keep up with the, like, silliness. Like, <laughs> terrible we appreciate you going to those lengths and running a chemical experiment for this movie. <laughs> that's that's really above and beyond you know like i have so many friends that love this movie and every time i mention it in the are they mildly retarded you know no but they're all stoners right so i'm like okay maybe i'm just not doing it right maybe i missed it maybe i saw it at a bad moment in my life and so i rewatched it and then i rewatched it high and i was like nope Still hate it. <laughs> I think I laughed harder at Reefer Madness than this horse shit. I got to say, I, I, I guess it's just Seth Rogen and his nonstop, hey, I'm just an awkward Jew, and that's every fucking role for him. This one was not that one, but if it's not the awkward Jew, it's I'm a stoner. I love 40-year-old version. Knocked up. It was all right. I get why people love it. I'm not going to shit on it. Yeah. Super bad. Same thing. I'm fine with it. I get why people like it. Not yeah. going to shit on it. But you try and find me one after that, and I will snipe you right the fuck out. I am not having that discussion. It's been a it's been a death knell for his film since. And but good again, he is doing it. 
I am doing a fucking podcast on a Monday night with my friend. You tell me, <laughs> tell me who's one. Kevin, you said two and a half. I gave it a one. Sarah, give me a score for this film. What did you think? I'm going to go with a two. All right. Split the baby. Close enough. Critics, five-star reviews. Five-star reviews. Five-star reviews by critics. There were High, any? Yeah, yeah. Highly recommended. Oh, boy. Yeah. This is possibly the first for a black... This is possibly the first time a blackened burnt corpse is played for laughs. It all flows by, like, so much sugar water. I don't know what that means. Okay. I don't know either. Cheech and Chong have found new heirs apparent in the form of Saul and Dale in a film destined to be a new stoner classic. By the way, I just watched my first Cheech and Chong film. I take that back. I watched 45 minutes of my first Cheech and Chong film. It's horrible. Next movie, no thanks. That was I'm not buying it. Given that Pineapple Express is undoubtedly a lot funnier, if you're as high as the heroes when you watch it, its future cult status is assured. Enjoyable, but probably only as funny as you think it is if you're as high as Judd Apatow's salary. Critics, one-star reviews. Critics, one-star reviews. Critics, one-star reviews. <laughs> Your love of it will largely depend on how funny you find a movie with 85% of the jokes based on smoking weed. For the rest of you, a lot of it is going to feel very silly, crammed with potty humor, and overlong for such a simple subject matter. Pineapple Express is good for a few laughs, but little more. It's low-grade Apatow. I think they used to call it dirtweed. The first half hour floats by on a cloud of mildly funny lines. Couscous, the food's so nice, they named it twice. But then slumps, yeah, puns. But then slumps into a derivative action caper that's really an, an unappealingly reminiscent of 80s dross like Beverly Hills Cop. Beverly Hills Cop is way better than this. Beverly Hills Cop is still fucking hilarious and great. And, oh, it's one of like, this person. Can I tell you another stupid problem that I had with this movie? And this is this is way more analysis than this movie deserves. Sure. It bothered me that they that Seth Rogen and um, Evan Goldberg. Oh, or, or, uh, Franco. Franco. His character didn't know each other really before. Like, they, he just bought weed from him a few times, and suddenly they just became best friends. Like, I don't know why it couldn't have started out with them being friends. Like, I didn't buy – I mean, there was so much in this movie that I didn't buy into. But just that they, like, suddenly developed this great friendship seemed ridiculous to me after that. Like, if you came – if you were a drug – if you – I was a drug dealer, and you came to my house and were like, I just saw a murder, I'd be like, get the fuck out of my house. Yeah. Anyway, get a lawyer. Yeah. <laughs> like, I literally think that that may have been the purpose of the movie. Like, I really sat there and was like, what is the purpose of this movie? And I think it was to show the bromance. Like, watch this, like, friendship develop from, like, a supplier, retailer kind of situation to, like, this is my bud. Yep. Yeah. Watching this without having got stoned first is like watching a 3D movie without the special glasses. The problem about being hopelessly stoned is that you also become hopelessly boring. So here it is. <laughs> Amazon five-star reviews. Amazon five-star reviews. It's time for Amazon five-star reviews. Five-star reviews. 
six stars. There has been many doper films, but this icon is the most deserving of the last decade. Don't bother me. Don't bother me with how this or that was anything but professional or well acted because I'm not listening. La, 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 la. I've seen it many times and yet I purchased it. That's the truest review. The film's impact for me was, of course, seriously muted by my own memory providing spoiler after spoiler. That's huge. But the movie still had enough left to grab me and take my mind over for a while. So Seth Rogen wrote that review. Yeah? I was just going to say. <laughs> just going to say. like ant. <laughs> if you've never seen this, probably you've avoided it. So no sell job on you from my side. But as a first time viewing, as a first time viewing ex- film experiences go, this one's hard to beat. Was this written by a guy while waiting for a city bus because he's had his license three times suspended? (laughs) Better than The Godfather. Best. This is the best movie ever made. A law should be passed requiring all students to watch it K through 12 every year before they're allowed to advance to the next grade. And it should be required watching for 600 points on, on the SATs. It should also be required by law to be watched by all citizens and tests given to make sure they paid close attention with a fill-in-the-blank test that has at least 300 questions with a passing score of at least 290 correct. Signed, someone who says use, and it is what it is. Jesus. <laughs> there aren't enough marijuana comedy films. Cheech and Chong, Half-Baked, what else? I don't smoke Based anymore. Like what? Based and confused. Yeah, that's a... That's a great movie. movie. But like The Grateful Dead, you don't have to be high to enjoy it. Wrong. I can't even fathom writing a review about this movie because I feel like everyone that that hadn't heard of it and wants to see it would have it by now. If you are thinking about it, do it. More of an appeal for men, but I am a woman, and this ranks on my favorite movie list. I will update when I get through the extra material. The interviews are just as terrible as the fucking movie. TBD, can't wait to give my director's commentary. <laughs> Amazon, one star reviews. Amazon, one star reviews. One star review, one star review, one star, one star reviews. Unbelievable characters, bad acting, uninteresting subplot, another stupid dope movie. That assumes dopers are stupid dopers. Is this a my 80, 90 year old you know, grandmother? Those dopers again, and putting their oregano in my mailbox. Seth Rogen is his usual annoying self. James Franco is actually good. I've made three passes at this movie. Well, no means no, dude. Take a hint. What? I love smoking weed. I don't love this movie. It's a lot of dudes yelling at each other and then taking it back, going, I love you, man intervailed by senseless, non-believable violence. A murderous, bangy slapstick. Signed, Kevin Smith. <laughs> First of all, I want to know what the subplot was. Right. Because uh, I don't think there was one. Second of all, that guy gave this movie so much more attention than it warranted. <laughs> like, we have given this movie more attention than it warrants. Thanks, Sarah. Next one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go backwards. Bad is too good of a review. No acting, no plot, and no reason to actually view the film. It is not even mindlessly entertainment. Mindless entertainment. In fact, there is no entertainment whatsoever. Pick another movie. Even the, the notoriously maligned Biodome is better than this. 
I would call this detritus drivel, but that would unnecessarily insult both garbage and witlessly blathering. Can you imagine this guy or girl writing a review like, Mom, Dad, where did you put the thesaurus? I'm writing another Amazon review. (laughs) But I don't want to get out of the house and find a job. Someone will find my reviews insightful and hire me as a movie critic. Next one. Not unrated version. Same video that's leaving Prime tomorrow. 9-1-2020. You will be be receiving a call from me about a refund, Amazon. Seth Rogen makes me homesick. Thank you. Seth Seth Rogen makes me homesick. Yeah. Where well, we guess I know what his home life is like. I do. Well, where does this scholarly scribe hail from? What? Next one. Juvenile humor. I'm not a fan of Seth Rogen's to start with. If I did not have to view it for a class, I would have passed on this movie. After viewing it, it was predictably as asinine as I had feared. And I say, here's why the public school system is a complete failure. At least the hungover 10th grade history teacher could have chosen a better film like Biodome so that he could sleep through his hangover while the kids could watch this piece of shit. (laughs) And now my favorite one-star review. Ordered this movie for my daughter to give to her boyfriend for Christmas, which she did. Mission accomplished. Apparently, when he opened it, there was no DVD. He said it was sealed as if it came from the factory. Still no DVD! However, he didn't have the nerve to tell us, so our daughter did just this past weekend. We don't know what else to do since I deleted my purchase purchase history. Sorry, there is no DVD in the package. First of all, look at mom, the big spender, buying a DVD for the boyfriend. And it sounds like this pussy does not have the fortitude to become her son-in-law. I mean, if he can't tell her the DVD was not in the case, how can he tell her that he'd rather order in Little Caesars than go to her house for Thanksgiving dinner? Or check a croquet mallet to your own nuts, then go on vacation with them <laughs> to an all-inclusive spot in the Bahamas. Or tell the mother that her daughter gives a lazy, uninspiring BJ. Or is that just me talking about my girlfriend, ex-girlfriend, from the year 2000 to 2001? I don't know. <laughs> Kevin Israel, did Sarah J. gut the sacred cow? Yeah, she did. <laughs> but you know what? I have to say... I don't know how sacred this cow was. I'd say this. I'd say. I'd say if there was a field of sacred cows, this was the cow like off in the corner that nobody wanted to milk, and it was kind of limping, and it only has one antler or horn or whatever they're called. <laughs> and uh, and she came along, saw it, and just like flicked a knife across its throat and walked away from it. Like this was there wasn't a lot involved in this gutting, but you gutted. Honestly, I just get frustrated because a lot of my friends who do smoke weed, I think they get the movie mixed up with the strain of weed. Because the strain of weed, Pineapple Express, is delicious, but the movie sucks. There actually is a Pineapple Express weed? Sure. Was it a resultant from this movie, or did it exist before? Good question. I, I, I don't know about that. I don't, I'm not totally sure. It seems like they came out around the same time. Who knows what came first, the chicken or the egg? But like, our existential about movie. this fucking film. <laughs> <laughs> hey, agree. This, this, Sarah, this film, this cow had AIDS, and all you did was just flick, flick a lit cigarette near it, and then coughed in its general direction, 
and then it keeled over from massive coronary or uh, some kind of other acquired you know immune disease. This film stinks. People who defend it are dumb, and there is no gray area with this film. I fucking nonetheless, it. you got it. Yes, you did. So <laughs> hang that next to any of your AVNs if you have any. Yes, I do. I got a little trophy show. <laughs> nice. <laughs> right now, put this next to the double anal award you have. Because <laughs> that's a gift that keeps on giving. Sarah J., where can the good folks find you yet again? Make sure you check me out, sarahjlinks.com, on social media. I'm on Twitter and Instagram. Twitter, Sarah J. Triple X. Instagram, the underscore real underscore Sarah underscore J. How pissed would you have been if someone actually did take Sarah J triple X? Would you have settled for a double X or had them move to a quadruple X? You know, I probably would have gone ditched the X's and gone with like, I am Sarah J or I am the real Sarah J or the underscore. Hey, the real, underscore you know what? Sarah the real is good enough for a president. It should be good enough for you. <laughs> Hilarious. Kevin Israel, yourself. Uh, Kevin Israel.com. My album, the struggle is real on, uh, on iTunes and everywhere else. KevinGoatee.com, but more importantly, guttingthesacredcow.com because you can get tickets to our live show January 23rd at the AMC in Clifton, New Jersey. If you're in the tri-state New York City area, that's only 25 minutes outside the city. Come see us. Come see Bill and Joanne from the morning show on Compound Media. Try and take down the Karate Kid. Tickets are going fast. We are almost a halfway sold out already. Don't dilly-dally around, as my parents like to say. GTSC Podcast. And if you haven't done so, for the love of Christ, write us a review. iTunes, I don't know, Google, Spotify, five-star rating, three-sentence review. That does, a, that does a nice little solid for us. We appreciate that. We also appreciate you, Sarah J., for coming on and, and making us waste an hour and 50 minutes of watching Pineapple Express. <laughs> I'd rather stick a pineapple in my urethra than watch that again. Yuck. Yeah. No, I had to watch it, too, so I feel your pain. <laughs> like, I haven't seen it since it came out, and I was like, why do I hate this so much? I need to verify it, and it still sucks. Even yeah. Though. Oh, it's terrible. Sarah, you're a delight. Thank you so much for coming on. We appreciate it. Everyone, thanks again. Gutting the Sacred Cow. We'll see you next time. Take care. Thanks.